lovely day to you and welcome back to the Carvey Central Podcast. I'm here, Kwame, and with Gideon. And then we have Enoch on the line, who was our guest on the last episode. And today we are going to talk about a very interesting topic. In fact, this our season, we are still focused on growth. And our theme scripture is Hebrews chapter 6, the verse 1 to 3. And we are now talking about the item, which is the resurrection of the dead. And so we want to talk about it and why it's a core belief or fundamental to our faith as Christians. So why is fundamental to us being Christians, the resurrection of the dead? Why should we really care about it? Why should we concern ourselves about it? And I have two very able and very graced by God men in the studio here. One on the line and one in front of me to handle it. So, I would like to throw the question to the gentleman. That please, the resurrection of the dead. What is it about? So, I think age before grace. So, I think the physical before the virtual. So, Gideon, please do that for us. All right. Thank you very much, Kwame. All right. So, um, when we talk about resurrection, now resurrection is that which goes through the corridors of death, mm. and yet it is unscanned by death. Mm. you see and um, how is resurrection possible we have to look at um, the life cycle of a seed when it's put in the ground you see resurrection is possible because now when a seed is put in the ground it first dies but when it dies there's something within that comes out Mm. you see so for instance if you want to plant maize when you put it in the ground when it dies it yields for much fruit and it yields thousands upon thousands of kernels. You see. So that is what the whole concept of resurrection is all about. Mm. If we can plant a seed and get it to germinate, resurrection is possible. Okay. okay. So um Enoch, I think I leave the other side to you then. The resurrection. So uh, resurrection of the dead is very is very important in Christianity because that is even the reason why we boast as Christians, because our Lord Jesus himself resurrected. Mm. And if we say we are Christians and they should have found a DNA sample or probably the bones or the leftovers of Jesus' body on this earth, like by now, I believe strongly that our faith would really be shaken. And the reasons why we find ourselves always making noise about even the healing power of Jesus and all that is because Jesus came on this earth, he died, and he didn't just remain dead, he resurrected. And if we are saying he resurrected, then the question is, do we have the same hope? Because Jesus kept saying that he, yeah, if you have me, you have life and all that eternal life. We keep hearing talking about resurrection of of those who will be dead in him, and we hear the apostles making noise about the resurrection. So if we don't even know what this resurrection of the dead is, we'll find ourselves always losing hope because that was what the Christians of of the early church used to encourage themselves. And so it's very important in Christianity we know about the coronavirus. People have loved ones all over, and the Bad news is this is not the only thing that would probably be happening worse in this world. Every day we are hearing bad news here and there. People are losing hope every day. They are, they are not having hope in anything. Mm-hmm. So this resurrection of death just keeps people alive. Their spirits are alive. They just know that 
some way, somehow, death is not the end. So that's all about resurrection. It just gives gives um, a comma to death instead of a full stop. Wow, powerful statement. It gives a comma to death instead of a full stop. Because even as Paul himself said, he said that if the resurrection itself is not true, then we of all men, we are the most pitiful. That's his very words. I quote Paul. Then he's, I think he said that in Romans that some people preach that there's no resurrection. Then if the resurrection is not true, we are really the most pitiful. And as you said beautifully, that the resurrection says death is a comma, not a full stop. So now, so I want to ask this question. What's the difference between the raising of the dead and the resurrection of the dead? Because for instance, there was one instance of a person being brought back to life. In fact, many times, even in the Old Testament. So what's the difference between the raising of the dead or bringing back to life and the resurrection? I would like you gentlemen to help clarify it for our audience and why it's very fundamental that we should know and why it's important for us as Christians to understand. Okay, thank you very much. All right. Now, so when we talk about resurrection is possible, okay, for us believers because there's there's something in us which is called the divine seed. Oh. When you go born again, you receive eternal life. You see, this eternal life is referred to as the, the divine seed. It's also referred to as divine life. The Bible makes us understand that when when we die, you see, the dead in Christ will rise first. Mm-hmm. And they that are clothed in mortality shall be clothed in immortality. Now, by what principle? It's because of the, the seed, the divine seed that is in us. When Christ is made manifest or when Christ appears, there is that expression of that life or that divine seed in us into full bloom. That is when we see the full expression of that life. And it's going to take over this vile body. First Corinthians 5 says that for we know that if this earthly tabernacle of this house be destroyed, we have a building of God eternal in the heavens. So there is this building of God, okay, which is this, which is a spiritual body, and which will be given to us at the appearing of Christ. Now, and this body does not. This, this body is not susceptible to sickness. It's not susceptible to decay. It's, it cannot be corrupted. You see, it cannot die. And that is the end goal of our salvation, the redemption of our souls. That is when we say salvation has reached, um, has been completed. You see, the end goal, the redemption of our souls. Yeah. So we all long for to get to this place. So that is resurrection in its fullness. Okay. Now, um, when we talk about um, raising of the dead, Lazarus was um, raised from the dead, okay? And we can say that this is, um, it was resuscitation. That was not resurrection. Perfect. You see, it was resuscitation, bringing back someone who was um, dead or impacting life into him to to resurrect him. But in the resurrection, what actually happens is that the life of God in us, that eternal life in us, takes over, okay, the life in our spirit man takes over, permeates the realm of the soul and takes a hold of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And we become glorified. Mm. Glorified beings. Yeah. So that's the, that's the difference. Powerful. Powerful. So, um, saying up, yeah. So over to you. Yeah, I think, I think um, we have gotten a very deep insight already. So the difference is very clear from what my brother shared. But what I would probably add up is that when you raise somebody from the dead, the person might die again or it will die again, yeah. <laughs> depending on the person's encounter here on the earth. But then with resurrection, it's more like 
um, a preparation of our physical body to meet the Lord. So the corruptible would be exchanged with the incorruptible. The immortal body would sort of be be made evident at that mm-hmm. time. So that Paul says we do not know what we would look like, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Mm-hmm. So we would actually look like who we actually are in the spirit realm as Christ is. Okay. So with the raising of the dead, even if the person is a believer or not, once you are a Christian and you exercise the faith of raising the person from the dead, after praying for the person, the person would be back to life. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the person even has salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that if you pray for, there are instances where you, people go for missions and there is there is somebody who is not a believer but is dead and the person prays for the person, the person comes alive. After the person comes alive, the person accepts Jesus Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. But gradually the person dies again. Mm. The Bible says after death, judgment. So if you come if you come back to life in that sense, after somebody has prayed for you or, or somebody has exercised that faith, you have been raised from the dead. But with resurrection, it's quite different from being raised from the dead because with resurrection, it's more like that incorruptible seed in you as a believer becomes very alive. And of course, the unbelievers who would also be resurrected at that time would also have their own form of judgment, which which we would also go deeper into when we talk of the eternal judgment, which is the last part of the Hebrews chapter 6. But with the resurrection from the dead, we are just simply talking about our mortal bodies being lifted up with an incorruptible body to meet mm. our Lord and maker Jesus Christ as believers. Yeah. yeah. Sergei, so, so you want to add something to it? Yes, at least. All right. Yeah. So um, I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 15, verse um, 40. Oh. Now it says that... <laughs> That's one of my favorite passages. Even if you listen to classical music, you hear it. Let me start from the verse 50. I can't, I didn't remember verse 40, but 50 says, And behold, flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. For the incorruptible cannot take, we shall not um, be taken by corruption, and neither shall the mortal be taken by immortality. But behold, I tell you a mystery. For at the last trumpet we shall be changed. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. At the last trumpet, the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised, we shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. That part we shall be changed. It's where that um, mortal vestment now puts on immortality. So then Paul now puts it beautifully there and he says, the, then the time he can say the strength of the strength of sin is the law, the sting of sin is death. So here Paul in that first Corinthians 15 verse 40 downwards now talks about the resurrection and he now says the last trumpet, the last trumpet. So I believe that's what he wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, so it says that they are they are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Mm. There is one glory of the sun, another of the moon, another of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory, so also is the resurrection from the dead. Mm. You see, so you see that even in the created things, there are differences in glory. The sun's glory is more resplendent than that of the moon and that of the stars. Okay. You see. But then it's one important thing to notice that he said that for one star different from another star in glory, then it comes and tells us that so also is the resurrection of the dead. In the resurrection of the dead, there are differences in glory. One person's glory 
would be far more brighter than another person. But it is based on how we have outlived the, the life of God, the divine seed of God in us while on earth mm-hmm. right now. That's why spiritual growth is important, you see. Because if the life of God in you, you have multiplied it to, let's say, um, 20%, in that day, there will be an expression of it to that maximum, maximum 20%. If right. someone has worked it out to like 50%, then it's expressed to that extent. So now, thank you, gentlemen, for answering this question. So there's one more, last but one question I want us to address. So now, what is the implication of, you know, the reality of the resurrection of the dead? That is back then. So for them in the past, for us now, and for those to come. So what is the implication? The reality of the resurrection of the dead changes a lot of things. What are those implications for us? And then there's one passage I want us to look at together. That is, um, so for those of us listening, it's Matthew chapter 22, verse 23 to 33, where the Sadducees, so a bit of the background, the Sadducees were a set of the Jewish scholars who didn't believe in the spiritual. They believed the greatest miracle was the Torah. So after the Torah and after Moses, there was no such thing as miracles. The rest were just, you know, coincidences and occurrences. So they came to ask him this kind of thing in Matthew chapter 22. So 22 verse 23 to 33. I want us to look at it together. So what's the implication? So I think we'll start with say Enoch, then say Gideon. So say, please, what's the implications? And then from the Matthew chapter 22, what can you tell us about it also? So the implications of the resurrection. Now, we would want to understand that these Sadducees and all that, they were, they were very, very concerned about what they would possess on this earthly realm. And in fact, they didn't want to talk much about these things because it was it was more like a misunderstanding at, uh, uh, during their time between the Sadducees and the Pharisees. All right. So uh, the truth about the resurrection of Jesus was the central part of the um, earthly Christian proclamation. Mm-hmm. Because if Jesus hadn't resurrected, as we said early on, we wouldn't have really gotten grounds to speak as Christians, mm-hmm. all right, concerning even the doctrine of resurrection in the first place. So our Lord Jesus was the first example of the reality of this particular truth. So we are not just talking from theory, like the Sadducees and Pharisees would probably be saying that there's no resurrection because we've not seen it happening before. Mm-hmm. But because of our Lord Jesus Christ, we know that we know that we know that the resurrection is real. Now, secondly, before Jesus died, there was a sequence of happenings when anybody died. Mm-hmm. And we've heard of paradise, we've heard of Hades. Mm-hmm. These were places that were actually captured by the devil himself because around that time, the devil was having power even over Abraham's bosom. Can you imagine? <laughs> but when Jesus died, the Bible says that he he won the victory and he held death captive. So another thing is that death has no power over the Christian because of what Jesus did. He mm. took out, he took, he took the keys of Hades, the keys of death. He took away the power of death from the devil. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that in Christianity, because of the resurrection, uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he says that if that same spirit that quickened Jesus from the dead, right, is that same spirit that liveth in you, that spirit will quicken your mortal body. So we have the hope that our mortal bodies 
have that seed that my brother made mention of the seed of, of Christ in us. So that, that seed in us tells us that we have power over death. Another implication, we have power over death. Death has no power over Christian's life. So the Christian has no fear for death because we are actually born from the dead. <laughs> mm. Jesus is the first born from the dead. So actually, we are actually not scared of hell because we have been through it with Christ. Mm. <laughs> And the Bible says that when he came out of it, he now took the paradise thing, the Abraham bosom bosom thing, every one of them to the presence of God himself. So it also brings the Christian to the reality of everything we could boast of in God, Mm. which Adam lost. Mm. Because first, the covenant they had, because Jesus hadn't come to complete it, they couldn't make a lot of noise about some of these things. Mm. And of course, the Pharisees and Sadducees were actually making noise at that time because the miracle hadn't happened yet. But because of Christ, we as believers have that eternal hope that indeed we can see that our God is eternal and he has given us that eternal life. And we can hold on to that truth because Jesus Christ is, is a clear evidence and it's, it's, also, it's also the one we hold on to and we are witnesses of it. So that John and the disciples who wrote the Bibles, actually the apostles said it emphatically anytime they preached because they knew it happened. Mm. So it's like the basis for our faith as believers. Mm. Mm. Yeah, thank you. All right, thank you. So I think because of time constraints, so um, let me read one verse then I give it to you, Sir Gideon. So, Romans chapter number one, verses three, it says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was made of the descendants of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead. So, Sir Gideon, what does the resurrection prove? What does it prove, like, to us, to everyone, to everything? What does the resurrection prove? Thank you very much, Kwame. All right, so, um, for Christ Jesus to die and to resurrect now proves his deity mm. now while he was on earth you could doubt his deity he, he said he was the son of god yet men doubted it you see but when he died and he laid down his life and he took it up again and they were witnesses of this they realized that no this was the son of god you see so if the resurrection proves the deity of christ it proves it really oh. proves that God came in the form of man, mm-hmm. you see, for our sakes, and died and resurrected. And that gives us a hope, knowing that if he could lay down his life and take <laughs> it up again, then we also have that hope that once we have eternal life in us, when he appears, we shall also be caught up in his likeness. All right. Indeed, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King. And indeed, the resurrection proves that of all men, Christians are the ones with the most hope. And indeed, he is. Our, and this is why we serve him. Because Jesus Christ is our hope. And that's why we do what we do here at Calvary Central. Because we are here to present our hope. The hope being the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, thank you, sirs. Thank you, Sir Gideon. Thank you, Sir Enoch. In fact, it has... And thank you, our dear listeners. In fact, you've been wonderful staying with us this long. And we really appreciate you. And so do follow us on our socials, Carvey underscore Central, Instagram, Twitter, and then our latest edition, TikTok. And we also have our WhatsApp line, 
up and running and it will be in the comment section and the description sorry but thank you very much for having us and god bless you and do enjoy the rest of your day cheers This podcast was brought to you by The Milk Factory. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Have a lovely week. We love you and God bless you.